You're tuned in to Shawana Speaks, where you'll hear inspiration and motivation to encourage your elevation from me, Shawana. Thank you so much for tuning in, and let's get started with this week's episode right now. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Shawana Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Shawana, and welcome. <laughs> um, I'm excited because this is a brand new episode, a brand new week, and I really appreciate y'all for rocking with me. I love, love, love um, when y'all tag me, when y'all text me, message me, call me, let me know that the messages that I am putting on this platform is helping you transform your life. And if it's not transforming your life, at least it is interesting you enough to make you look at yourself or over look over your life. And that, for me, is enough. Um, so this week's episode is called Hungry Enough to Wait. Um, and y'all, I don't know about, you know, my listeners, if y'all are parents, but the one thing that I've realized is that God will send you a message through your children if it's by them talking or by you talking to them, right? Or by their actions. So um, this week is definitely inspired. This week's episode is inspired by my child and the things that he does because KJ is always doing something. <laughs> but um, Sunday, I had to... Not Sunday. Sunday, I was coming back from Columbia. Um, me, KJ, and Keith were coming back from Columbia because... We had to go down there Saturday or whatever. But long story short, um, we went to go get something to eat. And I really didn't care what I ate. I just knew that I was hungry. And KJ, when he wants something to eat, he wants exactly what he wants. And that's what he's going to eat, right? And so um, we, me and Keith decided like, we were just going to get firehouse because it was right around the corner. It was close. And KJ walked in firehouse with us. KJ has eaten firehouse before. And on Sunday, he was just like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want that. I want cookout. That's what he wanted. He always wants cookout, which is really annoying to me. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> Back to the message. He wanted cookout. And I was just like, I don't see a cookout in sight. I don't think a cookout is going to be on this road on the route and we really had to get back because I had something to do and so I was like KJ can you just please get something from firehouse I know that it is you're hungry like you've expressed that you are hungry you're starving get something to eat from firehouse and he was like I don't want anything like the boy really would not eat and it was upsetting me because our children are people First of all, they are people with personalities, with their own brains, and they like to make their own decisions. And sometimes you got to let them make their own decisions. And I thought this was a mess, a lesson for him, was going to be a lesson for him because a, a cookout was not in our vicinity at all, y'all, um, where we were. And we was about to get on the highway. And I'm just like stressed at this point because he did not get anything from Firehouse. I don't know what my child is about to eat. I don't want the boy to be feeling like I'm starving him. What is going on? And so I keep pressing him every five minutes. KJ, you sure you don't want nothing to eat? KJ, you sure you don't want to get nothing? And he was like, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. And he was like, well, I'll get Burger King. And 
I'm like, there's no Burger King. We on the map if you don't see no Burger King. We ended up making a turn because Keith was like, we're not starving this child. <laughs> so he turned down the road. He was like, this is where you're going to go. I mean, he was like, these are all the options. This is what you get, right? And so, y'all, we driving down the road. And we about to turn back around because KJ's not made his mind up. And finally, we like looked up and he was like, that's a Burger King right there. And sure enough, there was a Burger King attached to a gas station. So he ended up getting what he wanted, which was a burger, period. He was settled, He was going to get cookout and he was the fixiate on cookout, but he would have. He went to Burger King because at the end of the day, what he really wanted was a burger, period. And those were his two options in his mind. And so as, you know, we had that moment, God said KJ was hungry enough to wait. And it blew my mind. Because in that moment, KJ could have been pressured by me. He could have been pressured by Keith to simply settle for something that he probably wasn't going to eat because he didn't really want that. And my question to you is how many times have you settled for a situation that you really knew you did not want, but you were being pressured in the moment either by yourself or by an outside force to say, well, this is what's available. Let me just go ahead and do that so I can go ahead and satisfy my hunger. So I can go ahead and satisfy um, my my thirst in the moment, right? Um, I think we all have been in a situation and I know for me, God definitely reminded me of a time where I got to a point where I was hungry enough to wait as well. And it was in this relationship that I'm in now. Um, for me, dating has always been a struggle. It has always been a battle of, you know, what I, I don't say what I want. Yep, it has been a battle. It's been a battle of what I want versus what other people wanted me to have. Um, the version of me that I wanted to show up as versus the version of me that they wanted me to show up as. Um, um, in terms of, I know that I'm goofy, I'm silly, I like to laugh, I don't want to argue versus dealing with a person that is silly and goofy but also mean and rude and also likes to see me in a state of um, anger or rage or yelling or fussing or seeing me worked up because that in turn excites them. And so why am I dealing with, why am I becoming a version of myself to deal with somebody who really isn't what I want, but is somebody in the moment? And so we settle to satisfy when really we're not even satisfied because we might be filled in the moment, but we're not fulfilled. And so I am um, proud of myself because in the times that I was dealing with people that weren't filling me, but simply they weren't fulfilling, they were filling a role, they were filling a moment, they were a place filler, but they were not fulfilling um, the place that I wanted to go and the person that I was, right? And so I decided to allow myself to be single. And that was a very, very hard season in my life but it also was rewarding and not to say that it was rewarding because I got a man because that was not the reward that I was going for that wasn't the thing that I was looking for it was rewarding because I learned myself it was rewarding because I loved myself enough to simply wait it, it, it was rewarding because it allowed me to detox from my cycles and my dysfunctional ways 
And I'll never forget, I was writing in my journal because I was tired of dealing with people. And I asked myself a question. I said, what is it in me that allows myself to keep being treated like I'm less than and everybody is getting everything that they're not worthy of from me? What is it on the inside of me that keeps allowing myself to keep being treated less than and the people that I'm dealing with are getting versions of me that they're not worthy of and pieces of me that they're not worthy of. I'm wondering why I'm in pieces, but I keep giving pieces of myself to people that have no idea how to literally please me because I am not even pleased with who I am. I don't even know who I am. Haven't even been introduced to the girl. So once I started starving to learn self, I started being hungry. Well, not necessarily starving to learn self because that, well, I started starving my flesh to learn myself, to learn the me that's on the inside of me. I started starving my cycles in order to be fulfilled by creating a new way of life for me, uh, by adopting a new mindset, by simply um, detoxing from the dysfunction that I had allowed in my life and I became a different person and it was somebody that I didn't even recognize and I remember praying that prayer God I don't want to recognize myself next year that was in 2021 I prayed that prayer God by next year I don't want to recognize myself because the pandemic was a panorama in my life child it was a mess <laughs> it was a mess but that mess turned into a message for y'all my misery in that season is became my ministry um and I really I really cringe when I say ministry because I don't I don't like thinking I don't like people say like oh you a pastor you you a minister like stop saying it please but no I literally like your ministry can be outside of those four walls and definitely outside of the pulpit so I have to stop saying that because I know that this is God's work that I'm doing when I'm speaking about the things that I've gone through but yes my mess became a message and the message became to be hungry enough to wait. Starve your cycles. Starve your preferences. Because your preference isn't always God's purpose. Get out of the way and get into his will, sis. And his will is that you uh, prosper and be of good health. And a lot of times the people and the things that we are entertaining are diminishing our healthiness because our health is when I, and when I'm talking about health, I'm talking about our mental health. Our mental health is being diminished and it's being um, chipped away at because we are entertaining people and things that are not to- that are toxic to us. Excuse me, that are not healthy for us. They're toxic to us, and we're sitting here entertaining it because, oh, I don't want to be alone. Oh, I just want to satisfy satisfy this craving of having a body next to me, but. I would rather have nobody than to have anybody and then there'd be somebody that cannot even understand the person that I am. I am hungry enough to wait for what I really want. And I got clear on what I wanted by writing those things down. I got clear on what I wanted by figuring out my non-negotiables. And the beautiful the beautiful part about understanding my non-negotiables is that I could say no to the things that 
um, didn't look like what I said I wanted for real. Like, no, I really do not want to be with a person that only wants to see me at night. I cannot do that. That became a non-negotiable for me because at times I would just be like, oh, we're just having fun. Oh, it's not that serious. Oh, you don't want that serious. It's cool. I decided that I couldn't be with somebody that just wanted to go with the flow. I couldn't be with somebody who told me off rip that they didn't want a relationship because I knew that I wanted one. And it wasn't that I was going to make you want to be in a relationship with me on the first day. But when you let me know what your intentions are, we cool. Like, I'm not even going to be upset about that. I be, I, I, I created a non-negotiable that um, you couldn't just... What was that non-negotiable? Oh, you just couldn't hit me up at night. Like, and I'm not talking about just to come over, but the fact that the whole day went cross, like the whole day went by and you hit me up at 11 o'clock talking about, hey, how are you? Or good night. Because... We're far away from each other, so I'm cool on it, but um, I'm cool on, you know, not seeing you, but the fact that you ain't talked to me all day, bruh, go ahead. We good. And I'm not even mad. I'm cool on making it more than what it is. Like, no. One of my non-negotiables became that, um, oh, Lord. Y'all, I can't remember my non-negotiables because, honestly, I haven't. Like, I know one of my non-negotiables in my relationship is, like, we don't, I don't do no cheating. I can't do that. But at the end of the day, what I'm saying is that I got clear on what I wanted, for real. I got clear on who I was dealing with. I got clear on what I will and will not tolerate. And that helped me determine the people that needed to be in my life and the people and things that I would give my energy to. And it became so evident that I was just out here giving my energy to people because I just needed to be filled not fulfilled, but just filled. Fill the place. Fill the space in my heart, in my head, in my mind. And they wasn't even doing a good job. It's like, I don't know if y'all ever wanna like rode on a real country road and it's a big pothole in the middle of the road. And the the city come out and they fill it with like I used to call them Oreo crumbs, but <laughs> literally it's like they fill them with Oreo crumbs because as soon as it rain, whatever they filled it with, it, it washes away. And then you are still in the um in the danger zone. If you go back down that road and it's washed away, you in the danger zone of tearing up your car. That's just like what we do when we fill spaces of our lives with people and things that are temporary. We place temporary bandages on internal and possibly external wounds. No, I'm saying internal because it's external. But we place temporary bandages on internal wounds. And then we run the risk of tearing up our lives again. Tearing up our minds again. Tearing up our hearts again. Because we won't do the necessary work of literally coming out. The city won't do the work of literally coming out. Putting semen in the hole so that it won't wash away when water comes. And that's what we have to learn to do. Be hungry enough to wait. Be hungry enough and, and dedicated enough to do the work of simply saying, you know what? I'm going to sit this season out. This hot girl summer ain't for me. I need to sit this one out, bruh, so that I can literally figure out why I keep going through the same cycles of heartbreak, keep going through the same cycles of dead-end jobs, keep going through the same cycles of um, being mean, evil, and hurtful to people, going through the same cycles of dating the same person with a different face, keep going through the same cycles of dealing with this family hurt and trauma because I've refused to forgive. Like, what is it on the inside of me that needs to be broken in this moment so that I can fill it with what will not ever wash away. 
in no circumstance, in no season, in no weather will this wash away because I am no longer triggered and or um, moved by external circumstances because my internal spirit is at peace. How do I get there? How do I do the work? How do I find peace? How do I decide that I'm going to be hungry enough to wait? That my eyes are going to be set on a goal. It's going to be set on discipline. It's going to be set on peace and healing. So much so that I decide that I no longer want to put a temporary bandage on an internal wound. But I want to excavate it. That I want to cut into that wound and do the work. And go through open heart surgery to heal. How do I do that? You analyze what has hurt you and you stop running from your past. Two important things. Because I think that we believe that if it's in the past, then it's dead. But really what happens is your past is simply something that you pushed to the back of your mind. Or you pushed down so far that you believe that it's dead and really it's been buried alive. And being buried alive, the spirit of that thing stills there. So when your pain is not processed properly, it shows up in your present. And so you're wondering why you're lashing out at people or you're randomly cursing people out. And it's because you have not healed. Because you're too busy eating whatever can fill the void. Because you eat anything when you're hungry. You eat up compliments from people that mean you no no good. You eat up um, opportunities that literally are distractions, but they're attractive. But our our distractions are usually attractive. You eat up um, the opportunity to place blame on other people when really you need to be holding yourself accountable for the things that you continue to do. And it's not a blame game, to be honest. It's simply recognizing the things that have shaped your mind and your thought processes and deciding what things that you want to shift in your mind. What thought processes you now want to um, get rid of and there be a mindset shift. Because I I, I, I said this saying um, in the pandemic when I first started doing like Motivational Monday lives or whatever. God gave me this and he said, when my mind shifts, what's mine shifts. And so when I shifted my mind to believe that I deserved more, um, then what was mine shifted. So that dysfunction was no longer mine. Those dead end situationships were no longer mine because I didn't want that no more. Like I, I couldn't entertain these people anymore. And I had to let them know that either by... Uh, blocking them or by letting them know for real, like I, this is gonna be an uncomfortable conversation, but I gotta have it because I'm in an uncomfortable spot, and it seems like you don't even care. And so, being in that uncomfortable season, it allowed me to weed out the things and the people and the the uh, the thought processes and the um, attitudes that had to go. And I walked through that season alone. I walked through it hurting. I walked through it starving. Because I wanted attention. I craved the attention of a man. I craved the compliments. And and nobody was hitting my line, bro. Nobody was hitting my line. 
And I know that that's difficult, but when you choose singleness, it's different because you see it now as a process. You see it now as a place where you can get to know you and who God called you to be. You get to see it as some way, a, a, some, a some place that you can start over. And so my prayer for you guys is that you become hungry enough to wait, whether it's for a job, whether it's for a house, whether it's for a car, whether it's for a man or a woman or a relationship or whatever it is that you are in a season of wanting, analyze why you want it, decide exactly what you want and commit to waiting for it because whatever you want exists. I promise you, it exists. You might not be able to see it. It might not be in your hands. You might not have never seen anybody with it. But I promise if God puts that desire in your heart, he's going to make it come to pass. But you have got to do the analyzing work that it, excuse me, you got to do the work that it takes to get you in that space to say that I'm willing to starve until I get to where I want to be. I'm willing to starve until the meal that I want is placed on the in, placed in front of me. Why would I settle for crumbs when God has promised me the whole bread loaf? Why would I settle for what I don't see in this moment? When God has promised that if I have faith the size of a mustard seed that I can move mountains. Small as that faith is, big as that strength is to do, to move a mountain. I'm sorry. I'm going to wait. Mm. No matter how much times people offer you, no matter how many times people pressure you, no matter how many times people tell you you're crazy, you better keep believing. And you better not eat off of nothing until you see what it is that you want. And when those cravings come. Pray, God, remove the taste out of my mouth. Take the taste out of my mouth. And if I decide to eat from that forbidden fruit, if I decide to feast on the things that should be dead in my life or probably are dead, I want you to forgive me, help me to move forward and not look back. Because it's bound to happen. We're all bound to fall privy to our flesh at some point but the and the bible tells us that for we all have sinned and fallen short of his glory we are going to fall but the beautiful about the, the beautiful thing about falling and sometimes hitting rock bottom is that you realize one god is your rock at the bottom and two when seeds fall they're on good ground and on good ground that's when they grow and so that's a beautiful place for you to start at the bottom, okay? I really, truly pray that this episode helps somebody. I pray that y'all are hungry enough to wait. Your waiting season might be longer than somebody else's, but I pray that you're hungry enough to wait, that God won't let you starve. He's going to give you bread daily. He's going to quench your thirst daily if you hunger and thirst after him and after his righteousness. Not saying you always going to get it right, but you know right where you need to be and you know right what you need to do okay so um and if you don't know pray 
pray and ask him. Reach out to me if you need to. Um, I'm always here. I absolutely love y'all. I thank y'all so much for listening to this episode. And I pray that it blesses you. Y'all have a great morning, noon, night, whenever y'all listening. And I will see y'all on the next episode of Shawana Speaks.